Joe Bob Briggs here. I would say the most brutal kill that I can remember is in the original I Spit on Your Grave. Camille Keaton is repeatedly gang raped and then she has to get her revenge on the four guys who did it and one she kills them one by one in increasingly brutal ways and then the last one is the ringleader of the rapist Johnny the ex-marine gone bad and she lures him into the bathtub as though she's really turned on by him and remarkably he falls for that and uh once they're in the bathtub, she starts to massage him between the legs. What he doesn't know as he closes his eyes and relaxes into the experience is that she's taking an extremely large knife that she's uh, hidden near the tub and she uses it to remove his penis. And he doesn't realize immediately that his penis has been removed because of the warm water and he slowly realizes what's happened to him and it becomes more and more horrifying as the entire bathtub turns red that's one of the most uh well especially if you're a male watching that scene you don't ever forget that scene uh, that actor was name was aaron tabor uh, that wasn't his real name because he was a famous acting teacher and he didn't want to use his real name. I don't remember his real name, but uh, I remember that, that scene as a memorable kill. You kind of never forget it. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It is the pod of thunder and rock and roll. And the only place to hear the patented Duff McKagan joke of the week. It's Jericho, Duff McKagan calling you. Listen, man, I want to suppose it's abacus. I must have looked really stupid, but it's what... Oh, shit. Let me call you back. Chris Jericho, Jeff McKagan calling you. Listen, uh, one time I swallowed an abacus. Uh, I probably look really stupid, but it's what it's what's on the inside. They count. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> All right, so it's an annual holiday tradition here on Talk is Jericho to have uh, Darcy, the male girl from the last drive-in. And um, last year's show was a huge hit, Darcy. Did you expect that? No, I had no idea. That's amazing. Thanks for having me back. That's why. I mean, you, Darcy equals ratings. So um, <laughs> that's why. And actually, we were, we were talking about this, trying to figure out um, some kind of a Halloween show. And Stacy, uh, our producer, came up with a really cool idea of talking about the most gruesome deaths in horror movie history. Originally we were going to do top 10, but I don't think we really have to have a certain amount. We'll just keep talking about them until we run out or whatever. But before we get started, what's going on with last driving huge success last season went through the roof. Um, and you are currently recording some stuff now. And obviously this show will air before yours comes out. I don't know what you can and can't say, but is there going to be more last drive-ins in the future? And kind of what topics and ideas do you have to continue the show? Oh, definitely. Uh, this week we have the Walking Dead special coming up, which is kind of a big deal because it's the first time we combine with AMC, not just Shutter. So big time. 
Yay. <laughs> AMC owns Shutter. For pretty much that's what the connection is, right? Yeah, but they're like the big boys. So we get, gotcha. to, <laughs> we get to play with the big kids for once. <laughs> we have some uh we have some more specials that they told me not to say much about that so we have that and season four so and so hopefully i'll be back to watch something like things again because that was fun <laughs> better watch your mouth i'll hang up on you right now <laughs> i had to grade two thousand papers about how horrible it is i can't believe you actually read them all so this is you you had two thousand people writing letters about about things writing essays like detailing it what each scene play by play meant for the whole night we showed things and sledgehammer. And let me say, they gave you a lot of props for helping them get through it <laughs> over and over again. I was like, Chris Jericho saves the day again. <laughs> for those who haven't seen it, things is by far the worst movie of all time. And not just worse in that there's plot holes or bad effects. It just sucks. And Darcy had the audacity to ask <laughs> me to appear on the episode. Uh, and I did that because I'm a friend of the show. But, oh, my gosh, it is, it's torture to watch that damn thing. Oh, my God. I super appreciate it. There's no way we could have gotten through it without you. I'm <laughs> not kidding. Like, you had me dying. Uh, it was quite the, <laughs> You helped me. Thank you. Quite the episode for sure. But uh, we are not going to be including any uh, classic deaths from things because we there are not. many. Uh, <laughs> but we decided to, to pick some of the most gruesome uh, or some of the most classic kind of deaths uh, in horror movie history. And Darcy, with her huge collection of uh, Rolodex uh, phone numbers of different people in the business, has, has uh, <laughs> contacted quite a few horror movie icons, and they will be uh, sprinkled throughout this show. But for the most part, uh, just like last year, we did the top 10 horror movies of your opinions and of mine. We're going to do the top uh, gruesome deaths in horror movie history. So I guess we'll, we'll say what happened and say the movie and kind of go into some detail uh, if it's applicable. So since you are uh, the guest, I'll let you go first here on this Halloween week special. Ooh, so spooky. Um, okay. I didn't really fully get the criteria that, that we're judging everything on. So I kind of am going with more ones that are meaningful to me that are just sure. more gruesome. Yeah. That, that, and that's, that's, there is no criteria. We, it's our show. We make it up. so Exactly. So we're right. in charge. Okay. Let's see. I also just wrote down so many. There's so many. Like, how do we narrow it down? It's so hard. So I'm it's just going to go with a basic straight one to start is Tatum from Scream. And what happens to Tatum from Scream? She tries to get out the doggy door and you see graphically her head just like smash. And when I first saw that, I could not believe it. I could not watch that part. So it just still sticks with me to this day. There's definitely gorier head smashing scenes, but you feel so bad for Tatum. She was so close to getting out that it's just it's traumatizing. Is that Drew Barrymore? No, Drew Barrymore was Casey. She got killed in the beginning, which is also very gruesome. But I just think Tatum. So Tatum is, um, you know, uh, Rose uh, Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan, right? Yeah. So she was the best friend. She was trying to escape. She did not. <laughs> So she's trying to escape from the killer in the house and she goes at the doggy door mm -hmm. and then the killer stops. How does he smash her head? Yeah. Well, the doggy door, he lifts it slowly. Do you remember this? You don't remember? I don't remember, but we have, wow. we have to explain it as if people who haven't seen it. I've only seen Scream once. I know you're a Scream aficionado. Oh my God. You have to see it eight more times at least. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. he's... He, he slams the doggy door on her head? Yeah, so she's like crawling out the doggy door and you think like she's almost there and almost out, but he 
pushes the door and it opens. So like she's like fighting, trying to get out as the door is rising, rising, rising. And then it doesn't stop. And it just like as if she, they're taking the garage door up. Like in her head gets oh, I remember that. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yes. the doggy door and the garage door. Yeah, it comes up. Yes, I remember that. It's so like and you see her face go <gasps> and then smash. And it's just it's heartbreaking to watch. Yeah, I was thinking she was just crawling out like the kitchen door or something. Yeah, you're right. It's the garage door. That was a great that was a great death for sure. Cool. Well, I will join in. All right. Uh, with mine. I'm gonna go with the very first alien. And uh, it's the very first that I can recall ever chest bursting scene. And of course, this is when they're in the Nostromo and we've seen the face hugger on the, uh, I think it was John Hurt's face. And then suddenly the face hugger comes off and he's feeling good until they all sit down to dinner uh, where then he starts kind of burping and feeling strange. <laughs> then he falls on the floor screaming in pain as the uh, the alien proceeds to burst through his chest, um, which is the first one of those ever in Alien, I think. And back like in 1978, nobody had ever seen that before. So and that's what I love about some of these movies from the 70s and 60s even. These deaths, like you mentioned, are the most memorable. And they still haven't been beat to this day. The reason that one to me isn't included is because although it's an amazing scene and so classic, I saw the Spaceballs parody of it first <laughs> where they like come out and like, are singing, hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. <laughs> and so it kind of takes like, I expect the alien one to do that too. So it makes it a little less scary, but I can see it. If you hadn't seen that first, it's probably really terrifying. <laughs> I love the fact that you saw the Spaceballs version first. <laughs> Which is so good. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. <laughs> did you see the space? Did you see Spaceballs before you saw Re, uh, Return of the Jedi? I did. I saw Spaceballs before I saw a lot of that, and then I had to go back and be like, oh, that's what they were talking about. <laughs> Probably killed some of the, um, the horror, horror and evilness of Jabba the Hutt as well when you saw Pizza. Oh, the Hutt for sure. Oh my God, yes, exactly. Although Pizza the Hutt was a little scary himself. <laughs> he was, just he was eating, really creepy himself and everything. Yeah. Yes, it's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your next one? Okay, so this one is like a combo of two because I can't decide which one's better. In Terrifier, which I know you love a lot too, they have an amazing scene where they like saw this chick. She's upside down. They saw her in half, like completely graphically. She's naked. It's, it's amazing. But there's also a really similar scene in Bone Tomahawk, which might be a little more gory actually because they like scalp him feed his scalp to him and then rip him apart. And and so they're both great ripping apart scenes. So I'm going to make that a joint number nine or whatever we're doing. <laughs> they feed his scalp to him. That's yes. How gnarly is that? That's and they like terrible. break his teeth to like make it like fit in completely. Oh, oh. oh my gosh. Right. I had heard, I had heard that uh, there was a similar scene in bone tomahawk to terrifier, but I did not realize that. They actually fed him his own scalp. That is totally disgusting. Right. So uh, Terrifier is great, but that's great. So let's just put them together and say, yay, ripping in half is always good. Well, and I have the Terrifier death on that. I, I don't right. know what her name was, but C Catherine Corcoran is the, is the uh, actress. Really cool, very pretty actress. And as she's upside down, it's really disturbing because she's, like you said, completely naked. 
And she told me when she was filming that they had to only film that in like one or two minute increments because obviously the blood rushes down to your head and can really affect you for real in real life. So they, they had to be very careful with filming that, that scene because oh, wow. of the physical damage it could do to her. So I didn't even think about that. That's crazy. Right. She's a Some, trooper. Yeah, she said it was really cold as well. So yes. So another one for me that's in that area is uh hostel, the original hostel where the one cat, I don't even know his name. He was in dumb and dumber. <laughs> and, he uh this is where this is where the whole movie changes it's all kind of a teenage sex comedy up until that point and then he passes out when the chicks you know uh, drug his drink and he wakes up chained to a chair and i think the the dentist is just or the guy's just drilling holes into him oh yeah and then says he can leave if he just can get up and walk oh yes remember that yes Guy doesn't know is that both of his Achilles tendons. I don't even think about it. <laughs> when, he starts, when he starts to get up, you just see this, these. Yeah. Tendons. Oh, it's so gross. It's so gross. It's so gross. Hey, Darcy. Hey, Chris. It's Alex Vincent, Andy Barkley from the Chucky Films. I've been asked by Darcy what my favorite kill in horror films is. Well, I'm going to have to stay true to my own franchise here. Because I have to say, Child's Play 2, Chucky hiding in the closet, plunging into the heart of my teacher, and then beating her to death with a ruler, always kind of struck me as rather important and awesome. Uh, maybe it's because I didn't like school so much growing up, but that death, the screams of the teacher, the distant shot of the hammer coming down, so to speak, in that ruler... And yeah, just that shot of air right into her heart. Uh, yeah, that whole scene really did it for me. So I'm going to have to go with that. Thank you, guys. You can also throw Original Pet Cemetery. Mm. That was on my list. Is <laughs> the Herman Munster. Uh, yes. And also Evil Dead as well. When the demon sticks the pencil. Uh, why is that so hard to watch? Like you even just describing it is just giving me pain. <laughs> I think like you know, no one knows what it's like to be beheaded because <laughs> if you are, you would be dead. But those types of things you could just envision like how much That's that would right. hurt because we've all you know whacked our back of our heels or something along those lines to where you just realize just how much pain that would be. That actually makes so much sense. That explains it. Good job, Professor. Well, all right, thank Professor you. Professor Chris. <laughs> <laughs> What's next for you, madame? Okay, let's see. Um, how about Frank and Hellraiser with the Jesus oh, wept, where he gets ripped apart and he just looks at the camera all evil and Jesus wept and then <laughs> everywhere. How, how, how does he get ripped apart? Like, uh, I remember. He has, like, all these hooks on him. That's right. Right? Oh. It, it, it's so gnarly. And I was like raised in like a religious family. And so the Jesus wet thing just seems so, I swear I thought God was going to hate me for liking this movie. It was like, we're taking the Lord's name in vain and mocking it with this debauchery. And I don't know. So it extra traumatized me. <laughs> this, this is completely off topic, but I, and I'm, I'm going to ask this knowing that the, the answer is no. 
Okay. Uh, have you seen Dancing with the Stars this season? That's a no. <laughs> so uh, my friend, The Miz from WWE is on the show and oh, they had a Halloween episode. He did this amazing dance dressed as the Hellraiser. Oh, no way. I got to look yeah. at that. That's it's cool. worth checking out just for that alone. But I will watch um, just that. Just that, yeah, I, that's the same. I just watched that too. I'm not, I'm not a big avid dancer with the stars guys, but that was pretty cool. Wait, you were on it though, right? I was, I was, and I haven't watched a, a single episode since. <laughs> okay, next one for me is a classic, uh, one of the classics. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna say what movie it is, and you have to tell me what death it is. I know you're gonna get it right away. Okay, Lucio Fulci's Gates Song of Hell. Shark. Oh, well, Gates, close. Of Gates of Hell. I don't know, man. There's so many. He's so good. This is when the demon priest looks at the chick and she basically pukes up her entire innards. That one's on my list, man. That's such a good one. Yes. I should have known, like, honestly, because that's literally on my list. I put gut puking. <laughs> if you haven't seen this, the actress who, who pukes up her innards literally starts with some blood and then it gets kind of like... I don't know, tomato soupy, and then it gets like red like for it. Bony and stuff. That's right. And then she literally starts like spitting out giant like livers that they obviously must have got from a butcher shop or something. <laughs> yes, it looks so gross. <laughs> and they keep flashing back to the weird priest just giving her the evil eyes. And, the, yes. and, the, and her date is just sitting there like, sucks to be you, babe. <laughs> But then doesn't he get his like brain ripped out right afterwards or something? Yeah, something like that happens. But I, I don't yeah. even remember because I was just so. Sucks to be him too. <laughs> oh, he was on there as well. Well, I mean, it sucks to be him if he's getting his oh, brain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I was just so obsessed with that. Just it's that really show. good. I should have known right away. I'm sorry. That's no, right. Just puking like that giant liver. It's like ugh. Just be like I did a commercial once for Chef Boyardee, where we actually were in the box. Wait, what? <laughs> Yeah. And part of it was that you have to take a bite and go, you know, this is mm, uh, beef ravioli or whatever the hell it was. This is great. <laughs> Thing is, when you're when you're on set, uh, they don't warm it up. So it's just cold. So cold beef ravioli is terrible. I'm assuming it's still better than having a giant liver stuffed in your mouth that you have to slowly barf out. In the middle <laughs> Probably. Of the <laughs> and I have to find that commercial. That's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's on YouTube. I'll find Yay. it. <laughs> All right, what you got next? Okay, let's go with Philip in Nightmare on Elm Street Dream Warriors, who is the marionette guy. Oh my gosh, that's on mine too. Tell the story. No, we, we it is. Similar it is. <laughs> so that is another one that I think, like, because you can kind of feel the vein thing. Like, to me, that's just always. It, that is hard to watch now. I feel it yes. as walking, and it's just so icky and gross. So I, I, there's a lot that could have been picked in Nightmare on Elm Street. I actually think Tina's death from part one is probably the scariest death to me in, like, all of movies. But for pure, just hard to watch, gruesome, it's the puppet death for me. It's so gross, too, like you said, because you can actually feel like the veins in his tendons yeah. are like the, the strings of the marionette. Oh, who thought of that? What is wrong with you? It's absolutely <laughs> terrible. It's, it's very disgusting. Uh, and, and speaking of the tendons from his arms, Darcy, uh, we have a, a, a great message from one of our sponsors, Arm and <laughs> Hammer, that we're going to uh, listen to right now. 
That was a great segue. <laughs> Thanks to Armin Hammer here on the uh, Halloween special, The Most Gruesome Deaths in uh, Horror Movie History. All right, all you cat lovers out there, I've got some big, big news for you. Our friends at Armin Hammer Cat Litter have an amazing new contest, the Unsung Heroes Giveaway. It honors staff and volunteers at animal shelters, all those unsung heroes who go above and beyond to help perfectly imperfect shelter cats by meeting their physical, medical, and emotional needs. I'm giving a big round of applause of my own to them right now. Here I go. We adopted a shelter cat in my family, so I know how great the staff and volunteers really are. Arm & Hammer's Unsung Heroes giveaway has huge prizes like $30,000 for shelters, a year of free kitty litter, awards for compassion and creativity, and a chance to be named Advocat of the Year. See what they did there? Advocat of the Year. But hurry, because the contest ends November 20th, so enter now at FelineGenerousHeroes.com. That's FelineGenerousHeroes.com. F-E-L-I-N-E, GenerousHeroes.com. Um, so uh, I, I think, yeah, you did the, the marionette death. So here's one that you probably might not have seen. Okay. This is from Night of the Demon. Not demons, demon. And what exactly was the, the demon? thing? What's the big, that? The Bigfoot guy? That yeah. Was, Have you yeah. seen it? Of course. It's great. But go ahead. Tell people that haven't. <laughs> the, yeah. By the way, I, I digress in even asking you if you've seen it because you've seen, as we discussed last year, you've seen even more horror movies than I have, <laughs> um, which is, is, is a very rare thing. But uh, so Night of the Demon is about a, a, a Bigfoot, a murderous Bigfoot. And uh, his costume is atrocious. It basically looks like a giant <laughs> fur bathroom mat uh, that they've made into a Bigfoot costume. It does, actually. <laughs> it's terrible. So there's two, there's two in this that really get me. One uh, is, is this biker pulls off on the side of the road and goes to take a leak in the bushes. Uh -huh. And as he does that, the Sasquatch reaches through the bushes and basically rips his cock off. <laughs> That's a good one. That is not on my list, and I'm ashamed that I didn't think of it. <laughs> <laughs> but the worst part is when they – it's not like you, like, have to imagine it. They literally pull this guy's cock up. And I, I remember, like – I've only seen this once, by the way. I remember the, there was gristle hanging out. Like, whoever did the makeup on this was just amazing because you're like, oh, my God, there's gristle there. Like, ah. you got to have gristle, man. <laughs> it wouldn't have been believable. <laughs> if you're going to rip a wiener off, you got to have gristle. And then the other one is there's two Girl Scouts that are picking yeah. berries. Remember this one? Yes. You wanted to, you wanted to take <laughs> no, this no, one No, no, no. Go ahead. You're doing good. Uh, so they're picking berries. From, from what I recall, like I said, I've only seen them once. You've probably seen it a dozen times. <laughs> um, they're picking berries, and then the Sasquatch finds them. And I think from does he, does he not have knives in their hands? And he takes each girl's knife and makes them stab the other girl? Yes. It's so good. You, uh, yes. Four star movie, check it out for sure. It's so good. It's so that, yes. that'd be great soon. People must, watch it for the first time are just like, "What the hell is happening?" and <laughs> and rightly so, it's insane. <laughs> you must get this all the time on Last Drive, and you guys need to show this movie. Right? You oh guys yeah, need to show that movie. Yes. Night of the Demon oh, seems like it'd be pretty cheap to uh, to, I, to pick up. Honestly, I am so looking into that because that is one that more people need to know about. I'm sure we'll get well, that needs to be one that. It's like a things night. <laughs> I'm going to have to read essays about it. 
This one's a little bit better, but the worst part is like, it's just, you know, it's terrible acting. And these two like girls are like, ah, uh, this is terrible. <laughs> Not things level bad, but it was still pretty bad. Oh, it's yeah. so good though, in a terrible way. Oh, it's terrible, terrible. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, what you got? Okay, I couldn't decide between my favorite wood chipper scene. So maybe, maybe you can decide. So there's Tucker and Dale which gets points deducted because it is a comedy, but it's also such a funny comedy that I almost forgive it. And there's this, have you seen Tucker and Dale? I haven't. Oh gosh, oh gosh. Even though you hate horror comedy, I think you're gonna love it. It's, and okay, how to explain it. So basically, <laughs> it's so funny. The, 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 the city folk or whatever, they're just trying to kill Tucker and Dale and, failing miserably and killing themselves in this like most innocent looking ways. And so one of them is like coming at Tucker or Dale, I can't remember. And, and it's trying to stab him, but he moves slightly. And so he throws himself into the wood chipper and they're trying to pull him out. And they're like, dude, are you okay? As his, his body's like being ripped apart and his shit's flying everywhere. So it's <laughs> graphic. Like you get tons of blood and, and everything, but also it's just so hilarious at the same time. It's just, it's such a great scene. But if you want just pure gore, there's a Silent Night, Deadly Night remake, just Silent Night, where the like porn chick, it she gets put in a witch chipper and she's all naked the whole time and screaming. And so like you feel wow. her pain more. Like it's so vulnerable. And it's just like she he's shredding her naked body. Well, I think she has like underwear on, but mostly naked. <laughs> but anyway, it's just you feel how scared she is. And that too, you still get the equal amount of blood everywhere and stuff. So which is better? Hard to say. So let's just make them both together again. <laughs> so what year was the remake for Silent Night, Deadly Night? Yeah, it's not that good. No. Is, that <laughs> is that fairly recent? Um, Gosh, 2000, I want to say 12. It might be later than that. I have to look it okay. up. But gotcha. So it's they didn't really publicize its remake that much. You had to kind of figure it out. It's called Silent Nights if you look into it. But it's just, it doesn't feel like the, it's very different than the original. It's hard so. to beat that one. You have to plus for the time. The original is just the best ever. So, so good. And then of course the, uh, the uh, uh, other um, um, wood chipper scene runner up. It's not really gory, but it's a great kind of plot. Denouement is in Fargo. For sure. When uh, Steve Buscemi, spoiler alert, ends up going into the uh, wood chipper, and they come, um, Marge Lundergaard finds him just as he's sticking the last bit of his uh, foot in there. Oh yeah, I remember that freaked me out too. But it's not really horror, so it's not. But it's just cool. You see his foot, and he's pushing like with the no, block good. of his foot going in there, and it's just it's shooting out red. So it's true. Oh, so good. Good, wood, good wood chipper. Uh, that's, that's the wood chipper. Uh, segment I love the a good wood chipper scene. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go for another one. It's one of the classic death scenes, multiple. Um, if you haven't seen this one, it's a little bit lesser known, but if you know, you know. It's called The Burning. And The Burning is kind of a, I think when Friday the 13th came out, there was a whole bunch of kind of Friday the 13th ripoffs and, 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 and clones and that sort of thing. So the burning uh, is when they pull up on the canoe and these guys are canoeing with like, they've lost their paddles and they're canoeing with like branches and stuff. And they're canoeing to like, I think it was another canoe or maybe it was a, a float or something. And just as they get there, out comes the evil killer who kills everybody with hedge clippers. And he kills one and he kills the other, he kills another. He's just like murdering the other, screaming. It's pretty, pretty like graphic, like kind of scary. 
But then the one guy holds up his hand and the 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 killer chopped off all his fingers. And they've got this great effect of like this kind of plasticky looking hand with no fingers. It's, <laughs> it's spewing out the blood. And it's really, really well done, especially when you see it if you're like, you know, I probably saw it when I was 15 years old. And you, like you said earlier, Darcy, it, it really kind of just, you don't forget scenes like that. So that was, that was a pretty good scene. And the movie's not bad, but that's probably the highlight of it. That was a really good scene. And I actually love that movie. That's another one that I've been trying to get on the show. But it seems like we should be able to. So hopefully we can. Well, let me ask you a question from, from the last drive-in standpoint. What is it that stops movies from being on? Is it hard to find who owns the rights or they ask too much money or what's kind of the... the combo of all of it it's like who owns the rights will they give us the rights do we have enough money but the weirdest one is a lot of places they'll say sure you can use it but you can't interrupt the movie really yeah that's what we do so it's like well that doesn't do any good but some of the bigger companies like i guess i probably shouldn't say who but they're they have titles that i would kill to show but they are like you can't interrupt it and that's the whole point of the whole show. Yes. It's written that way so that people don't put commercials in it. But we, oh. So we're trying to convince people we're not commercials, even though it's technically inter- interrupting it still. So hopefully people will start to see that and be kind and let us interrupt their movies. If, if anybody's listening that's out there that owns movies, that's the best part of, of, of what I like about, about Last Drive-In is that it's about um, – you know, the movie's great, but I like hearing Joe Bob's analysis and the, the wraparounds and the cosplay that you do and all this sort of stuff. But anyways, it's that's part of the magic of the show. I all right. I think you're next. What do you got? Am I? Oh, yeah. You did Cropsy. Um, oh, is that his name? Cropsy? Yeah. Oh, wow. Right. Fits into the big legend of Cropsy from uh, upstate New York as well. I bet it's the same, right? I guess maybe. Yeah, I guess so. It's probably filmed in New York. So Yeah, cool. We've learned things. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Here's another one where I could pick any kill from this movie and it'd be right. Or actually from this whole entire series and it'd be right. So it's the Hatchet series. And after Ooh. a lot of deliberation, the one I came up with that is my favorite is like the head rip open thing from the first one, which is just magnificent and this minute i saw it i was like well i am sold <laughs> this is gonna be like i'm all in on this movie and i will always follow hatchet <laughs> hatchet 2 i'm in hatchet 3 i'm in because just the effects on this are so great but then we get to victor crowley mm. which has the second best death in the whole series i think and it's really unique so does he get the points for unique because he rips off Felissa rose actually who was kind enough to give us a her she her did, yeah she gets her arm ripped off while she's talking on her cell phone and Victor Crowley shoves her whole arm up her vagina or whatever you can say on here. (laughs) And like it sticks all the way out her mouth and the cell phone's like, I think it's ringing as it's sticking out of her mouth. Like it's just bravo. That that was so good. (laughs) Hey, this is Felissa Rose and I think it's really difficult to choose my favorite kill, but definitely one of the greatest death scenes is in the original Hatchet. I'm absolutely obsessed with not only the creativity, but the effect itself, the practical effects, um, where Victor Crowley comes over and does the face rip off. 
Oh my God, it gets me every time. He sticks his hand in her face and rips the head back and around. It looks so gruesome and so fantastic. It's definitely one of my favorites. You know, I was not, and, and, and actually, I am on the same wavelength as you. I love all the Hatchet movies. Crowley, I did not like as much, but when I, when I watched it again on Last Drive-In, uh, I, I liked it better. It was better it was better watching it with you guys involved because I thought they finally jumped the shark on this. But there's actually a really kind of sad death on that one when the yeah, one girl, yeah. you know, it's from she gets stuck. Pregnant in, lady. Yeah, yeah, of course she finds it. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's like, why are you trying so hard to <laughs> <do you laughs> us, Adam Green? Or <laughs> and the water rises and she's stuck under the chair. Yes, and, like, and that's my friend. That's Tiffany Shepherd. He's been in a thousand amazing movies that we should show. And I'm just like, why? You feel sad for her. Yes, exactly. She's so good at selling it. It's just like my baby. The, the one that I like uh, from Hatchet. I think it's in two. It might be actually when I think I think it's when uh, the voodoo doctor, who's Tony Todd, who may or may not be on this show, depending if he phoned <laughs> in his uh, his his. I hope we get it in time. Be in time, but uh, doesn't Crowley like pull off his head and just pull his whole skeleton out of the? Out of oh him? yes! Oh god! There's just honestly, like I said, any kill in that entire series is just yeah. like great. I believe you. That's that's the one. So. Sure. I will say that if you guys haven't seen Hatchet, because I took the longest time to not watch it because I was like, eh, I've seen enough of these types of movies, whatever. But that one has some of the most inventive kills in okay. it. Really, really cool stuff. So um, speaking of inventive kills, and you, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about, Sleepaway Camp 2, <laughs> uh, one of my all-time favorite deaths. But here's the, here's the thing that, that I say I love about it. Does that make us psycho or whatever? No way. So... Um, <laughs> We're mutants and proud. Yeah. <laughs> and this is one of the the really like, there's a lot of hot girls in Sleepaway Camp too. Uh, there's even more in Sleepaway Camp three, but it's it's a shitty movie. Sleepaway Camp two, the the hottest chick that she shows her tits and like she's she's kind of the she's kind of the bad girl. Um, so she so she meets um, uh, I think her name is not Pamela. What's her name? Angela? Pamela's her real name. Pamela Springsteen, of course, is Bruce Springsteen's sister. He, she meets her uh, at a cabin, a remote cabin, and then she tries to get away from from uh, Angela. Angela just stabs her in the back. Like, that's pretty vicious, just stabbing her in the back over and over again. And she runs away, uh, tries to hide in the outhouse, but the Angela basically drags the house. She shoves her entire body into the outhouse. And it's that's, so burning, honestly. It's and they've got this overblown sound effects of flies. <laughs> yes. And then here's my favorite part. So she's already been stabbed in the back, which to me is just a horrible feeling. I'm just yeah, you feel that, that. Right. Then you're thrown into the outhouse. And then Angela's got a stick, like a giant stick, like a branch that she's pushing this poor girl down into the outhouse. And I'm like, just stay down in the outhouse. Like, what's she going to do? She can't reach you all the way down there. Like, what the hell? But the, it's the best part. And Darcy, see if you can uh, finish this sentence. She comes up out of the outhouse and she's covered in what? Leeches. Of course, leeches live in human waste. They don't can, they? I, I assume that's true. I don't know. They must. I just, I love that death. And I've showed that movie to so many people that have never seen it, but my, my daughter's niece, 
uh, all horror movie friends, they all love that scene because it's so preposterous. But on the small chance that it could actually happen, it's absolutely terrible. So good. And I love that movie so much. I know that you and I were meant to be homies the minute I heard you say that was one of your favorite movies. I was like, <laughs> my brother. Like, yeah. And this is not like where you said it first. I've been in love with this movie basically since it came out in 1987, 88, whatever it was. So um, and I, listen, once again, call me crazy. I'll take two over one any day of the week. I no, absolutely, absolutely love this movie. Yeah. So good. It's one of my favorite of all time. I love it. So Me good. too. Me too. You have to watch it. Once that's another one. You should get that one. I love driving. Oh God, I am trying so hard. That's been in my top five since we started. Who the hell is gonna own that? That's not gonna want to get it shown. I mean, come on. They did. They had some kind of hangup. I can't remember what it was. Jeez, Louise. Oh, there's the, another problem we have sometimes. And I think that's what this one was. Is we can only get it for a, a limited amount of time. Oh, I see. For a longer period. So, so I feel I feel Springsteen's involved in this somehow. TMU Springsteen? Yeah, not Pamela, Bruce. Bruce is involved in this, that son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. All right, what do you got next? Oh, Lordy. Getting down to the nitty gritty here. Because I only put 10. Oh, Jason X. Let's do that. Okay. Because there's so many, there's so many Friday the 13th that so I was having trouble picking. Like, what is my absolute? Well, my absolute favorite is actually Andy in part three. Because I, I guess I have things for people getting chopped in half because that one stuck out to me. What happens to her? Well, it's the dude, and he's walking on his hands. Oh, jeez. Remember? And Jason comes and just slices him right in the middle. And it's like, ugh. He cuts him right down the middle, like just right. like the bone tomahawk, right? Right. Apparently, I have a fetish for that, I guess, because I keep coming <laughs> back to that. But I think that the most brutal kill, maybe, is when he, in Jason X, when they use was it nitrous oxide or whatever makes ice <laughs> and like freezes our face like immediately. And then <sighs> right into the like counter or whatever. And her face just splatters cause it's frozen. It's just. So good. If, if you haven't seen envision Terminator two, when he freezes the Terminator yes. and then <laughs> like you drop like a, you know, a piece of ice on the ground is just going to shatter. And that's what happens to this girl's head. So good. So good. But there's also there's the sleeping bag kill that's classic. Oh, I don't know. What's your favorite Friday the 13th kill? Well, it's funny because once again, you could go through like Friday the 13th gets hokey at times, but there are some amazing, amazing. And the one that I have written down, and you're gonna know this more than I than I do. I believe it's five. Um, it might be four. I think it's what's the one with the paintball guys? Is that five? That is six. Six. Is it six? It is six. Really? Wow. Okay. You're making so, me confused, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm thinking it's five, but you obviously know better than me. But the thing is, so there's five is the one that has Roy. So was it Jason in your movie? I'm, paintball guys in six. Okay. I'm gonna, so we'll, we'll I don't answer. I'll say I'll say the death, and you tell me which one it was. Okay. So once again, it was it was the hottest girl in the movie, and she's she's had sex out out in the forest, of course, as they do every movie, and the guy leaves, and she's just lying, big boobs, and they're like. She's lying down. So that's like, Deborah Foreman in part five, but I don't think the paintball guys are in that. Okay, so I'm getting mixed up. But right. point being, going back to Cropsey, callback. I mean, Deborah Voorhees, sorry. <laughs> yeah, Jason comes down and sticks the freaking hedge clippers into both of her eyes. And then he shuts them and you hear this like crunch. Like basically he cuts her face in half via the eyes through the nose bone. So good. And she does have the like 
best boobs in the world. So she's like, super hot. So like it makes it even add worse. To the scene. And her last yeah. name is actually Voorhees, so it's like destiny. What's the chances of that? I know. She had to be in it and I mean, have like, on. one of the coolest names ever. The only other Voorhees I've ever known is Lark Voorhees from Saved by the Bell. Oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> How did I I must have thought of that at some point. <laughs> Another great kill is number two, the, the dude in the wheelchair raining, yeah. and he gets the classic cleaver right in the middle of his head, and they just push him down the wheelchair. He's like, that one just makes me so sad for him, though. Like, I know it's terrible. I can't delight in in the goriness because it's just like, why? No, you feel bad for him. Like, he, you know, not because he's in the wheelchair, he doesn't give a shit. He's like, he picks up the chick or whatever. Oh, yeah, he was getting you know? it. He was getting it, and then this happens. It's just terrible, terrible, terrible. And a good Friday 13th kills or something. All right, I'll start. So, um, uh, it's, I, I can't remember what the kid's name is. He's the, he's, the, he's, the, he's the black kid. His name is Shavar Ross. He played Dudley on different strokes. Oh, Reggie the Reckless. Reggie the Reckless, that's right. And he's got, and we never know what, what happened to Reggie the Reckless, by the way, because I watched it with my daughters last year. And we get, you never, you never know what his fate is. So, Maybe if they do a Friday 13th part 13, Reggie the Reckless can be the one who finally ends up getting rid of this whole. I would freaking love that. We need to find out what happens to him. It'd be amazing. It'd be amazing. Um, So anyway, so he's got this cool older brother. and His uh, his older brother has a girlfriend that kind of looks like the chick from the Thriller video. Kind of, you know, and so they're hanging out or whatever. And uh, they're in an outhouse. I think it's Reggie might be in an outhouse. Uh, And so they're singing to each other. Ooh, baby, ooh, baby. It's then, so sweet. You feel so bad for them. And then you hear like a chop, and he's like, what? And then these, Jason starts sticking a spear through the tin outhouse, and he's trying to avoid the spear, and finally he, he gets it. But it was, it was it was a good one. Those damn enchiladas. <laughs> <laughs> Overselling it, too. Like, he's got stomach pain. Like, These enchiladas, I gotta go, I gotta go. Oh, God, it's so good. Five gets a lot of hate because it's not Jason. But if you know that going in, it's a really good movie. It's kind of like Halloween 3 that way where a lot of people were mad that Michael isn't in it. But if you knew that going in, then it's still a good movie. You you kind of got to relax a bit because it is a good movie. I mean, I really like that one, to be honest with you. It's really fun. All right. So uh, what else you got? Any others? Well, the biggest one that I think actually holds the record for the most – blood ever used on film. I'll have to look that up somewhere. But um Dead Alive, the lawnmower scene. Wow. Now so Dead Alive was the first the movie Peter that Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Do you have this on your list too? No, I don't. But oh man. Explain what happens. Whew, it's like five straight minutes of just a lawnmower, <laughs> just body parts everywhere and blood everywhere. And they blender the body parts and they like swing them around by their spines and it's like it's just chaos and just blood and just beautiful zombie gore for it's just it's awesome it's yeah it's almost verging on a on a horror comedy in a lot of ways it is but it's still so good sometimes it's, it's just so right that you have to just respect it yeah it's 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 it, it kind of has a little bit of a frankenhooker to me vibe yeah. to I'll put up with the ridiculousness because the uh, the payoff is so good, shall we say? Exactly. Um, speaking of payoffs, there's been a great payoff for the mattresses in my house. Because <laughs> uh, Talk is Jericho is supported by my daughter Cheyenne's favorite sponsor, Helix Mattresses. 
Uh, Shines get the best sleep of her life thanks to her Helix mattress. And believe me, it's not just her favorite possession. That might be the one she uses the most, even more than her iPhone. Teenagers sleep a lot, but I think Cheyenne's sleeping even more than most because of her Helix mattress. If you want to sleep like Cheyenne, then you need to get a Helix. You just take the Helix sleep quiz. It's quick and easy. You can do it in like two minutes. The sleep quiz asks you things like, do you sleep on your back, side, or stomach? Do you move around a lot at night? And after you take the quiz, Helix tells you which mattress is perfect for you. we got the Moonlight Lux for Cheyenne. It's clearly working out well. Helix has a specific mattress for everybody's unique taste. You don't have to take our word for it, though, because Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2019 and 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Just go to helixsleep.com slash Jericho. Take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Helix has a 10-year warranty, and you get to sleep on the mattress for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but trust us, you're going to love it. And right now, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows at helixsleep.com slash Jericho. That's Helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash Jericho for up to $200 off. Try it risk-free for 100 nights Helixsleep.com slash Jericho. That is helixsleep.com slash Jericho. Hi, it's Linnea, Scream Queen Extraordinaire. Now, I think one of my favorite kill scenes is in Texas Chainsaw Massacre when he puts her on the meat hook. I know you don't see it, but it's really, really gross. But my scene in Silent Night, Deadly Night is way up there. How many people get impaled on antlers of a reindeer? Not many. Very gross. All right. Lots of uh, gory deaths here. Um, I'll take it off. I'll continue. One of my favorite. I think last year I might have voted at number one on our list of the top ten horror movies of all time. I was talking about The Thing. Mm-hmm. And... My favorite death, I mean, it's a great sequence, but basically the guy is on the table and they're trying to give him the heart uh, uh, cardiac arrest paddles, I guess you'd say. And he hits the paddles once. He hits the paddles again. The guy's entire abdomen opens up with teeth and then closes and basically bites the guy's, both of his hands straight off. So good. And I think you voted at number one, so I know you really like that one. <laughs> Such a surprise, too. Like, you never saw that coming. That's when the movie just gets completely insane all across the board. So, uh, Darcy, do you have others? What else do you have? I still, I still have a few more, so I can continue. Oh, um, I can. I just I had to work so hard to narrow mine down. I'm trying to remember. What oh, open them up. You, you, there's no, <laughs> yeah, we, we originally said top ten. We're throwing that out of the window. You could probably you could probably wing it at this point. You've seen so much. I've still got some really good ones coming up too, though. Okay. But what about Rhodes in Day of the Dead when he like is getting? Do you remember he's like getting ripped apart slowly again, ripped in half? I need to stop doing that. What's wrong with you? you just like I don't know. I guess it's like the creepiest thing to me. It's just you see the whole body just go. That gets me every time because I had wrong turn too the beginning on here, which was another axed in half that's right i guess if you if you put a chopping in half scene then i'm gonna give you like four stars 
<laughs> that's my jam. <laughs> but anyway, he's like getting ripped apart and they take his legs and he's like, choke on him, choke on him, like, like defiant to the end. And I don't know. It, it's just, it's, he's badass and that's a great scene. He died with his boots on, even though his legs weren't connected. Yes. Wow. That is a good line. <laughs> that was good. That was quick too. Yeah. yeah. Good job. <laughs> Um, there's one I have in mind that I know you love, but I'll save it in case you forget it. Uh, uh, my next one is the ending of one of my favorite movies, but don't ever, ever talk about the remake to me. I'm talking about the original Wicker Man. <laughs> if you haven't seen the original Wicker Man, you got to check it out because it is one of the creepiest movies you've ever seen. Actually, the only movie I've ever seen that kind of has the same vibe to it is Midsummer which is also very cool, but you have to watch the whole thing. If you're one of those people that wants to just see kills and, you know, all these other things quickly, don't watch these movies. If you like movies that slowly unravel into this ridiculous, crazy uh, ending sequence, Wicker Man is, is for you. And the original Wicker Man starring Edward Woodward, who I believe was the equalizer later on in life. If you guys watched 80s TV shows, uh, the whole concept is he goes to a pagan island to try and uh, find a murderer. And he ends up becoming the sacrifice for this whole pagan culture. And they literally burn him in a wicker man, which is a giant uh, man made of wicker. Not just a catchy name. But the, the, the tone of the movie is so creepy. And you're watching this. Midsummer's like this, too, where you watch it. You go, this just this is freaking me out. And it just builds this insane ending where he's 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 burned alive as a sacrifice to keep the crops coming by this pagan culture. Very very creepy and very uh, monumental, influencing it. It burns into your brain. True, and it has a great Christopher Lee. So if you haven't seen it, it does. That's right. Have you seen uh, Midsummer? I have. It's not my thing. Not your, you don't like the slow moving movies. I don't. I like, it's yeah. really hard for me to get through those. There is a crazy scene in Midsummer too, though, where, the, where when you get to a certain age, you have to. Well, there's a bunch of crazy scenes. There's the blood angel wings, and there's there's a lot of stuff. But when you get to a certain age in this pagan culture, you basically have to kill yourself, and you do that in a giant ceremony where you jump off like this, I don't know, sixty foot rock, and you hit the ground and you're dead. Problem is, this one guy hits the ground and he's still alive and he's just screaming and mm. screaming. Remember? Yeah. Which, oh, go ahead and finish that. And they're, they're mimicking his screams and like mocking this guy and he's just like, ah. And they finally take a big, like, kind of sledgehammer and smash his head. But like, it's very, very creepy stuff. Um, all right. So, so that, that reminds me of one that was like an honorable mention to me, but it's so new. I can't trust it yet. But when the mob is chasing after the, the guy that they think is Michael Myers, you know, in the new Halloween kills and he, okay. he falls out the window. Like he, he, they're coming after him. So he commits suicide and he splatters and his like, he's still twitching on the ground that's really because you feel really, really bad for him and it's really gruesome. So I, that's kind of like, is that going to be a super classic death one day? I think so. But it just happens. You know, I, I haven't seen that yet, but I've heard about this. You haven't seen Halloween Kills yet? I haven't seen it yet. Well, I've oh, gosh. Seen. I'm sorry. Then that no, was no, I, I read about it. Though. I, re I read about it and I've, I've heard about that scene. Let me ask you this. I know you didn't like, uh, what was the last one called? Halloween? 2018, I guess. Like the, oh, the one before this? Yeah, it was just called Halloween. Yeah. 
Okay. But we call it we call it 2018 because otherwise it gets confusing. Yeah, because there's two Halloweens. You can't do that. Right. And Rob Zombies. What well, well, that one doesn't count in the, in the canon that they're dealing with. I know, right? but if you just say Halloween, it's like, which one? <laughs> right, exactly. Um, okay, so we're just dealing with Halloween uh, from 2018. So you didn't like that one that much. Do you like, what do you think of this one? Um, I like this one better than the other one. I didn't like some of the choices they made in the, in the first one. And this one's just more fun with more like action kills, more gore. So even if I don't like the storyline as much, you know, like I don't like the, like that they're just paying attention to the first Halloween and not the whole gotcha. rest. Like, I don't like that at all. So I can just put that aside in this one and just say, oh, this is just a fun gore fest. Plus, I like the references that they they made to at least the first one. And they made the nod to Halloween 3, which is cool. So the fact that they acknowledge the other cool. one kind of made me happy. So You know, they were kind of bringing back relatives of, of uh, people that, that died or, or even people that had survived the characters. Right. Returned. They brought back the two little kids that were being babysat. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And the nurse and just it's them remembering all the stuff is just I, I appreciate that. <laughs> I think I'm going to check that out this weekend. So it's good to know. Should, for sure. And a cool little segue is that those movies were both co-written by Danny McBride. I know. How weird is that? <laughs> very weird. It's very cool. Very cool. Um, okay. So I'm going to go back to one that we said before. Lucio Fulci, Zombie 2 or just Zombie. That's Zombie with an I. I knew you were going to do this one. Go ahead. <laughs> we watched this together. Uh, uh, a lady is being attacked inside the house by the uh, zombies on an island, and uh, the zombie grabs the back of her head and slowly pulls it to a splintered door that the zombie has busted through. Mm -hmm. Right towards the eye, and you're like, "There's no way. There's no way. There's no way." And it just slowly pierces the eyeball. And I still remember, I probably saw this one too when I was, I don't know, 13 or 14 years old. And once again, the chick is actually, she's a hot chick that you've seen her poops earlier too. Isn't she the one, she's scuba diving in the nude earlier? I think so, right? Yeah. And she ends up getting her eye just completely yeah. gouged out by this. Like so slowly. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's so hard to watch. It's so slow. Oh, damn you, Fulci. <laughs> and it's such good uh, effects as well. It I is. Mean, it, it, that it, was it, on my list, too. That was really was good. Was it? Was mm -hmm. it? All right. All right. You're next. Okay. I'm going to go with... So, when we mentioned Hostel, I, I meant to mention Hostel 2. Did I? I can't remember. No, you haven't talked about it yet. Okay. So, in Hostel 2, the bloodbath scene is just... Mm unforgettable it's like so erotic shall we say but also creepy as shit because like that chick's just upside down dying but yet this other chick's like rubbing blood all over her body it's like i do not know how to feel about this scene <laughs> so it's gruesome as heck but memorable as heck <laughs> you just love people getting held upside down and dying oh no again <laughs> and basically what the scene is there's this famous um, uh, countess from, I believe, like the 15th century or something. Her name was Countess Bathory. And she believed she would stay young by bathing in the blood of virgins, young women, etc., etc. So in Hostel, they 
string up this chick and they uh i think it's actually some chick that was in some tv show or something or other wasn't it like she was in um welcome to the dollhouse and then roseanne for a while i think yeah yeah so they string her upside down same thing as Catherine corker and naked boobs hang all over the place and they slice <laughs> her throat and the throat gets sliced right into the bathtub or where, where bath or wherever the fuck she is uh, the countess bathory wannabe just bathing in this blood very terrifying it's so creepy hostel's so good for that though yeah yeah, yeah and another one where basically any death i would accept and basically <laughs> anything in the saw series and final destination honestly we could do this forever i know well it's funny because okay saw there's so many actually the newest one spiral has a great one where i think we have to, the have first to one no, no the spiral the, yeah the one in the yes. subway yes the first kill and what does she have to do? Does she just like cut her own tongue off to survive? Yeah, I think it's yeah. I think it was a guy, but I mean, I don't, dude. I, I <laughs> could you do that? I mean, could you like I said, cut your own tongue off or die? I, like, I don't always know. think about that with these things. I think I would fail every time. I don't think I could. <laughs> like if I can't talk, what the hell use use am I anyways? Gives a uh, shit. I could live without talking. I'd be fine. <laughs> 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 um, so, so that was my saw death that sticks out for me. Which one for you? Uh, which one? I, mean, I, I no, honestly, I had thought really hard, but now that I know we have more than one, but when I had narrowed it down to just one, I think they call it the angel angel wing death from oh, three, yeah. the detective, where she's like strapped into like a harness with hooks, I guess. And she has to reach in to get the keys out of acid. So she has to burn her hands and she does it and she has the keys and she's getting ready to unlock it. And then she realizes that it had been rigged where she could have never won in the first place. Cause it wasn't, oh. it was Amanda. <laughs> I don't like that so, though. You should be able to win. Yeah. That's, that's her point. That's Jigsaw's point is that they should be able to win. And Amanda was like, nah, I just want these people to die. So Anyway, she got in trouble for that. <laughs> but anyway, so she couldn't do it. it. She couldn't get out. And it just ripped. Dang. Ripped apart again. <laughs> there's a, there's a, a I just pattern here. Back to these. <laughs> you know what else? There's a pattern with Steven Singer Jewelers as well, Darcy. Oh, my You know God. how much we've You're talked so about We have talked about Steven Singer uh, so much. And I'm sure you so know much. why his competition hates him so much. Uh, it's because Steven Singer doesn't focus on sales, coupons, or discounts. Steven focuses on love. He'll tell you that he's in the love business, and that means he celebrates love by giving his guests the very best price every single day. Steven is the first to offer the perfect price. Have you ever wondered whether you're getting the best price? Are you uncomfortable negotiating and haggling? I'm terrible at that. Well, here's a little insider tip. Most jewelers mark their merchandise way up just to mark it down again to make you feel like you're getting a deal. And the reality is that the guy next to you might be paying less. Is that how you want to purchase something special for somebody special? I don't think so. Steven doesn't play those pricing games. You can trust Steven Singer Jewelers for the best value every single day. Steven stands behind that value with the best guarantee in the business and no risk shopping. That's why we trust Steven Singer. Buy real jewelry from a real jeweler. Visit Steven Singer Jewelers at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Steven Singer Jewelers, one place, 
one price. I hate stevensinger.com. All right. Good job. So, thank you so much. Yeah. We, we, we were kind of doing this last minute. So I'm reading these ads as we go. But you're doing an awesome job. It's uh, Kane Hodder. I still believe I've murdered more people on film than any actor in history. So uh, I think I got that going for me. And I have many favorite kills, but top of the line, top of the heap of favorite kills is the very top is a kill from the first Hatchet movie where I play Victor Crowley and I grab a woman by her head and rip her head apart by her jaw, rip the top of her head off and her lower jaw stays there. Classic kill. Sleeping bag kill in part seven and it's another favorite because um, it's not a weapon. Anybody can kill it with a weapon. Uh, then uh, Frozen Head and Jason X, liquid nitrogen, freeze a woman's head and then smash it on the counter. Pretty creative. And then, of course, punching the guy's head off on the top of the building in Jason Takes Manhattan. So those are the ones that come to mind first. But I think you know that I really love killing people on film and maybe too much. I don't know. But anyway, that's my uh, answer. And uh, if you don't like it, well, I'll kill you. We've got a few left here. And there's another franchise that we need to talk about. The Final Destination series. Uh, so many yeah. classic deaths and very intricate and just, I really just love the creativity, shall we say, of these movies. So is there any that stand out to you uh, from the Final Destination series, Darcy? This is another one I had to ponder for a really long time. Right. <laughs> and what I've decided, I'm going to go with Final Destination 2 with the plane of glass. Where the little guy is trying to like save people and like chase the birds away, he thinks that's going to cause problems, and then the glass comes down on him and just splats, splat. That's that's the best way to explain it. <laughs> it's so brutal. It's so fast, and yeah, that's the one that gets me the most. But there's so so many in this, like the gymnast and part. Oh my five. gosh, that was mine. I, wrote, I had that written down. It says oh, uh, Father Station gymnast. Explain. This one <laughs> is terrible. If you if you get off this plane, just just go hide. She, she goes and she's a famous gymnast. She's doing this amazing routine, and of course, she does it. And as she's swinging, the screws are slowly becoming uh, unscrewed because you can't cheat death. And she goes and like the thing breaks, and she's going into a triple lindy. And dude, she lands right on her face, but the rest of her body just goes over top of her. And just like crunches like the worst pretzel ever. Oh, and you hear that crunch too. Like it's just, ugh, it's so. And this little spurt of like gore in there. Oh, awful stuff. And you can, you can think names. So there's another one where something happens where I don't remember. So the, uh, the car comes off the track yeah. and hits a guy, but he, then he goes into a chain link fence and like he turns into a cube. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's too, too. Oh, it's so good. It's so, oh, there's so many, and of course, there's like the log one where it's just this big chain of highway yes. and uh, final destination is so good. And just the the premise of it to begin with, like I I don't know about you, but I always feel like it's like oh, if you just take the wrong flight, something could like it changes. You know what I mean? Like 
one little thing could affect your whole fate. And it kind of preys on that. And every time I hear them say final destination on a flight, I'm like, we should ban that because all yeah, I can think of is right, like, right. we saw the premonition of the fireball and it's like, ah, I don't want to go on a plane now. <laughs> The, the, the log one is crazy because how many times are you driving on the highway or something? You see that freaking log truck, and you're like, okay, I am not staying in this lane. Never, never. It's like, how does that not just what happens all the time? It seems so logical. There's so many stories, too. Where's the other one where the guy dropped his ring down the, the we call them garburators in Canada. The garbage disposal, he sticks his hand down, he gets it out, something happens, he climbs up the window, he goes yes. on the fire escape, and he finally escapes, and he falls, <laughs> and the fire escape comes and goes right through his eye. It's like really well done stuff. I know, because you just keep waiting for it. It's like, oh, that's it, and then he's fine. It's like, oh, oh this is it, and then it's like, and then finally it happens, it's, it's kind of worth the payoff. You're like, oh, yeah. that's brutal. <laughs> one one last uh, franchise, shall we speak, to talk about just some very, very gruesome, inventive deaths is the uh, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses series. And awesome. I think uh, so many crazy parts in that. And to me, the one that stands up the most is when uh, <laughs> Rain Wilson, who, of course, is Dwight on The Office. Uh, <laughs> Somehow they turn him into a fish boy. Yes. It's so random. <laughs> so random. Uh, and then also, too, Chris Hardwick getting his hair ripped out. Uh, the, that movie, House of a Thousand Corpses, to this day, is still one of the creepiest movies to me. Because if you compare this to a wrestling match, the bad guys get the heat at the beginning, and the bad guys get the heat in the middle. Then the bad guys get the heat at the end. Then the bad guys win. And that's basically the entire movie. So disgusting. And so so depressing on so many different levels in so many different ways. Uh, Darcy, so you fun, have... Though. You can't help liking them. They're like a fun, yeah. crazy family you want to hang out with. Well, they, they become more likable, if you can say that. Oh, my gosh. In, in Devil's I know. Rejects, so bad. Right? Um, but so, they're horrible. They're such bad people in Devil's Rejects. Terrible. So but why do we like them? Is there something wrong? Okay, now is when we ask, is there something wrong with us? <laughs> well, but I'll tell you what. are awful in that, that's for sure. I've said this a lot. It's a lot harder to make people hate you than it is to make them love you. But then once they start hating you, it's hard to keep them hating you because the best bad guys are always end up being more interesting than the good guys. And if you look at Darth Vader or if you look at Hannibal Lecter or the Terminator – they're always good guys in the second movie, much like the Devil's Rejects. The second movie, they're like much more likable than the idiots that they're uh, killing. <laughs> that honestly makes so much sense. Again, we need to have like a ph philosophy class <laughs> on horror. You have really good philosophies that make really good sense to me. <laughs> Is there any anything from those two? Excuse me, those two movies that stands out for you? I mean, that's definitely the one for me. I just love them as a whole. There's not one particular death that I think is. There's some that are hard to watch. I don't know. I got another hard one to watch. Devil's Rejects, they kidnap the country western band. Uh, they basically kill the, the leader by cutting his face off. And then they stick the face of the husband onto the face of his wife. Oh, man. I, I mean, come on. That's terrible. When we start liking them, though, that's like that's why we have problems. And the, <laughs> the poor lady's 
trying to escape and she runs right into a truck in the city. Ah, I know. Oh. Why? She's the so <laughs> um, let's we got time for one more. I, I got one more, and I, I if you don't have one off the top of your head, I have one. No, oh, I have plenty. <laughs> All right, well, I actually have I have two more. So okay, pick, pick your best two. My best two. <sighs> See, this is one that's very personal, so I didn't know if I should add it because it's not, I think most people think it's tame, but it's just it's possibly my favorite death of all time, so I have to. So hello, Mary Lou prom night two. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. It's <laughs> for you. the greatest kill ever. Cause she's just slowly Vicky, the, the possessed woman, I guess is how you would describe it. She's walking around naked, slowly stalking the, her prey, I guess, in the locker room and the female locker room in high school. Yeah. And they're just running around. This is whole like, chasing that's very interesting <laughs> but then she gets in the locker and you're like oh she can't get you in there of course <laughs> but then all of a sudden she sings her little song a wop bop loo wop a wop bam boom and the locker squished together and just blood comes like just everywhere flying out and I'm just the first time I saw it I was like I never saw that coming that is fucking amazing and it's so graphic because she just walks out like nothing happened. And there's these little trails of blood coming from the locker. And you just know that chick is no more. <laughs> <laughs> That's a movie that you turned me on to. Because I always, I always thought like, hello, Mary Lou, prom night too. Like, eh, whatever. And I checked it out and it's really good. And that, yeah, that death is crazy because she's in a locker, like you said. Blah, 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 bam, boom. And the locker <laughs> squished together. And this, this, the best word I can use is the squelch yeah. of blood. It's kind of spurts out of this locker, just like, like if you, I don't know, took a jelly donut and just clapped it with your hand, and whatever the jelly would spurt out to, that's what it, that's what it looked like. That is so accurate. Yes, <laughs> it looks like a jelly donut squish, but with like bubbles, I guess it's like frosty. Yes, I don't know. It's so creepy. Yeah, very, very. Uh, it's a very memorable one. Um, my second last one is uh, Cabin in the Woods which if you haven't seen it is a great movie and it's not what you're expecting. It's not a typical slasher movie where, um, you know, there's a kill in the woods. It's basically this whole thing kind of uh, uh, Cthulhu and, you know, all of this type of stuff of, of how they're trying to save the world uh, from these evil forces. And finally the kids penetrate the underground fortress of these computer technicians that have all of these, evil monsters in cages basically glass cages and it's everything like it's really crazy strange you know awesome characters in there and they go and hide and then they push the purge button and what the purge button does is uh it releases all of these uh, uh, you know, Sumerian evil creatures out at the same time who then just murder in terrible ways of all, uh, all, all the kind of the guards that are down. There's this little nightmare and there's giant spiders, there's giant snakes and there's demonic ghosts and there's crazy scorpions and evil clowns. Like you name it, they all get released. They just destroy this whole battalion of soldiers until the one guy uh, who is obsessed with a merman uh, ends up getting killed 
by the merman, which is great. And as the merman's coming towards me, he goes, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That seems so, just so good. And just, I feel like you find somebody new every time. Yeah. You, you, you have to really watch it a bunch because there's so many creatures, anything you can think of wolfmen, vampires, uh, I don't know, whatever, anything you can think of is in there and it's very, very well done. So if you haven't seen Cabin in the Woods, I would go uh, check that out. All right, Doris, what's your last one you got? Uh, okay. I can't decide because I feel like we need a, a good headshot like that. We've neglected that. And there's so many of those. So oh, like, this one. Sure, maniac sure. or scanners. But if I can only have one, do I mention ghost ship where they have that opening scene where, but see, then I look crazy again. Cause it's like when everybody gets cut apart, <laughs> it's like literally they're dancing on the, on the ship. Oh, this might bring back bad memories for you or make you scared for next time. <laughs> you're on their cruise <laughs> and the, the line just gets cut and just slices through every single person on the ship, except the little girl. And you see, you see them slowly fall apart. Kind of, kind of like final destination too, I guess, where you just, slowly all come apart and it's so crazy and it's really? all a cable hits them or what happens? yeah like a cable just goes and slices through everyone oh wow yeah it goes right through all of them it's really really graphic and gross and cool <laughs> oh, yeah, so, so is that more important or the headshot well that we said that one so give us the headshot as well well i would say maniac the original with tom savini where his head goes, and he did his own effects and that's extra points for that but then you have like Deadly Friend with the basketball headshot where the head goes splatter. And what was another good head? There's so many. Oh, scanners when the head goes. That just explodes. So, yeah. So it's like which category and then which head splatters the best after that? There's just endless options. Well, I don't know if you, I think we've just, you have, do you ever watch American Horror Story? Um, I haven't watched it as much in a while, but I used to be like really, really into it. Okay, so, so the new season, um, it's kind of a double, it's called Double Feature, and the first half deals with kind of vampires, second half deals with an alien invasion, and the aliens kill humans by just waving their hands and their head explodes. So what? there are great head explosions throughout that whole, uh, whole story arc there. You're trying to pull me back in. <laughs> yes, it's too good. You got to watch it. It's great. All right. Um, I'm going to end this off with uh it's not my favorite death but it's the original creepy awkward um uh controversial death and i just watched it beforehand just to see if it remember if it, if it holds up and it does talking about the original frankenstein Ooh. boris karloff squarehead the whole thing so he goes down to the lake's edge and this is when he escapes and there's a little girl and I can't remember if she was blind or not. Yeah, she's blind. She can't see him. And she's throwing uh, daisies into a lake. And so she gives him daisies to throw in the lake. She throws one. He throws one. He's super excited. He's like, <laughs> she throws one. He throws one. She throws one. And she's out a lot of daisies. So he picks up the little girl. This is in 1930 two or whatever it was and throws the little girl in the lake who can't swim and they don't show her drowning but you hear her drowning oh uh, and i think and you see little bubbles it's yes so and that's what leads the townspeople to go after him with the fire and the pitchforks kill the monster 
watching it to this day. (laughs) Yeah, almost 100 years later. I mean, 90 years later, it still holds up as a really kind of like, you feel bad for the little girl, but you also feel bad for the monster because he was just trying to play and thought the girl was a daisy or whatever. And that's what leads (laughs) to his demise. It didn't take me a while to come to terms with what exactly he thought. I guess he just thought water fun. Here you go. I guess. I guess. I don't know. But bottom line is great, great show here. I expect this to be a big hit. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thanks for having me. It was fun. We, we could probably do a part two of this next year because there's so we many. We could do a part million of those. I know. <laughs> there are so many uh, great examples, but uh you're the annual Halloween tradition here uh, on Talk to Jericho, Darcy. So we now have to think of what we're going to do next year now to top this one and top the last one. So thank you so much for uh, for joining us again. Thank you. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy, happy Halloween. Perfect. Don't leave now. We haven't made you for dinner yet. <laughs>